It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. But yeah, other than that, I don't really want to comment too much more on the race. I think I was just, I want to express my um, disgust and disappointment with, with Formula One. Um, the way the, the incident of Grosjean was broadcast over and over, the replays over and over, uh, it was completely disrespectful and inconsiderate for his family, for all of our families watching. We're going to go race again in an hour and every time we look on the TV it's a ball of fire um, and his car's cut in half. I mean, we, don't, we can see that tomorrow, we don't need to see it today and I, I just, for me it was entertainment and they're, they're playing with playing with all of our emotions and I thought it was pretty disgusting so strong words weren't they and they belong to Daniel Ricardo uh, while the Bahrain Grand Prix was held over of course on Sunday that heart-stopping crash with Roman Grosjean the Frenchman flying into the wall at some 220 kilometers an hour his car breaking in two and uh, erupting into a massive fireball and plenty of people have had their say on that the way it was covered you heard from Daniel Ricardo there and somewhat surprising that we'll get to in a moment his countryman the champion from yesteryear Alan Jones has had a big dig at Daniel Ricardo in the wake of that as well a man who's across that and so much more and hasn't there been Absolutely plenty happening in the world of Formula One of late. He's the podcast host and editor at the Strategy Report, the presenter and co-creator at the Boxer Neutrals podcast as well, and a Formula One guru, Michael Laminato. Thanks for joining us, Mickey. No problem at all. How are you doing? Going well. I hope you've been going well. Also, you've certainly had plenty on your plate when it comes to Formula One. What did you make of the Daniel Ricciardo's comments in the wake of Roman Grosjean's crash. And thankfully, by the way, the footnote is that Roman, Roman will make a, a full recovery and he's up on his feet, albeit heavily bandaged. But what did you make of Daniel Ricciardo's take on it? It was really interesting because, first of all, I think it's kind of rare to hear Daniel so worked up. We know he's, he, he's not afraid to share his opinion, but he was very clearly angry. I mean, he said he was disgusted, didn't he, with the whole situation with the replays. And I think what that really speaks to is how shocked the drivers were, not just by the size of the crash, because big crashes do, of course, happen from time to time in Formula One, like all motorsport. But the fire element, I think, changed things for a lot of the drivers, as well as the fact this was just so high speed. This was a high speed part of the circuit. I think that really struck a chord with the drivers in a way that they don't ordinarily confront the dangers they're facing. They know the dangers about getting into a car, but fire is so much in the past of Formula One that this was a really shocking reminder. And so I think that brought up a lot of that emotion for them. Probably they're not happy generally when crashes get replayed over and over again in more normal circumstances. But this was, if you like, a bit of a tipping point for him. 
And it sort of transcends Formula One, doesn't it, Michael, in a way? I mean, we all look away at various replays across sport when they're particularly graphic. And Formula One said in response to Ricardo's comments, and I think the, the two parties are going to come together if they haven't done already to discuss it, but that they only showed the replays once they established that Roman Grosjean and, and those, the marshals that raced to his aid, were going to be okay. That was when they showed the replays. But what did you make of uh, Alan Jones, the former champion's comments on Wild World of Sports that I flagged earlier? actually said... Daniel Ricciardo's going on about the replays. If he's not aware something like that could happen, he should give it up. It's a dangerous sport. We've got poor old Daniel Ricciardo raving on about how insensitive and stupid it was to show the replays. But the game they're in, it's a possibility. What Alan Jones shooting from the hip there, Michael? He's never afraid to express his opinion, is he, Alan Jones? Look, I... I understand where Alan's coming from. He, he's from a different era of Formula One where crashes like this were far more common. Uh, really before the, let's say, 90s or even 80s, crashes and even fatalities were almost extremely common in Formula One. And they're just kind of made from a different mentality, if you like. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'll, I'll sort of say that first of all. Uh, he's entitled to his opinion, of course. But I think it's not that this is drivers from, from what Daniel Ricciardo was saying. I don't think this is them shocked that there is the risk of, of danger or death in Formula 1. I don't think that is where they're coming from. Really just that, you know, especially the start of the race, a crash so large. And while we saw Romain Grosjean get out and looked unscathed, there's still some degree of unknown in that situation. It does put a lot of, I mean, it puts a lot of emotion to the drivers, the families as well. I thought it was interesting for Daniel Ricciardo to raise and he spoke to Romain Grosjean's wife afterwards and she was yeah. sort of on his side. And I also thought it was really interesting, Romain Grosjean's teammate, Kevin Magnussen, spoke yesterday and he said, watching the replays, well, it was great to see Romain get out unhurt and that was useful to see in the replay. In big crashes, it's, it would not be unusual for there to be internal injuries and Romain Grosjean was like, he didn't have any, but that's something you might not discover until later. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a replay of an accident that in an hour's time was actually far more serious than you thought. So I think there's a bit more to it than, than Alan's letting on, but it's obviously is a very vexed, uh, vexed issue. Do you know what uh, Grosjean's immediate future looks like there, Michael? I know he returned to the Bahrain International Circuit. It was a pretty moving encounter with the marshals and the medical team who helped save his life. He went there and expressed his uh, thanks and gratitude. We know his spot at Haas this weekend has been taken by Pietro Fittipaldi. Um, what's happening with Roman Grosjean beyond this weekend, do you know? Well, there's not a lot of time for him beyond this weekend. We've got mm. one, more, one more race next weekend, and that's his last in Formula One. His contract has not been renewed. This happened before the crash, we're pointing out. Yep. Uh, and it seems unlikely there's going to be room for him in the grid next year, and if there isn't, then if his future in Formula One is probably over. So he'll be pushing really hard to get back in the car, but it really is just a matter of recovering from his injury. He's taken some of the bandages off, which is good news, but whether or not he can get his gloves on and, and have the dexterity he requires will be the test for him. So we know that Lewis Hamilton's been struck down by COVID-19 and George Russell, the British youngster, is going to step in for him and drive the Silver Arrow. How exciting is this for George, the UK, and I guess the future of Formula One? Oh, so it's exciting for me as well. I'm excited to see it. This is a huge this is a huge moment for George Russell, as you said. He's a young kid in only second year of Formula One, but he's a Mercedes junior, which is why they've specifically gone to negotiate with Williams to get him out of the that seat for this weekend and possibly next weekend, depending on Lewis's recovery. And he's very much the future of that team. He's sort of the Lewis Hamilton's heir, if you like. And all of a sudden we get an opportunity to see him not just testing in that car, but racing in that car and Racing against Valtteri Bottas, who I mm. think, because he's so regularly beaten by Lewis Hamilton, is a little bit underrated. I don't think it's going to be as easy as perhaps some people think, but he's up against a really stern 
test there. Ironically, I think there's not too much pressure on him because the title's been wrapped up, because no one will expect too much of him because a mid-season swap of cars is really difficult. But for a guy who scored no points yet in his Formula 1 career by virtue of racing in the slowest car of the grid, the opportunity to score your first points with a podium, perhaps a win, is just a really great sport story. And I can't wait to see how he goes this weekend. But if it's a great story for George, it's going to be a nightmare for Valtteri Bottas. I really wanted to ask you this. I mean, with, <laughs> with Lewis out, how much pressure... I mean, Mercedes have been peerless again this season. How much pressure is there on an established name and driver like Valtteri Bottas to do what everyone would expect and win this race at the weekend? It's enormous because looking into George Russell's eyes, if he does this weekend, is really looking into the eyes of the guy who is being lined up to replace him, probably in 2022. So it is important to him, and it shouldn't be out of the question for him, to really beat George here. And I think he needs to do it fairly convincingly in all of the circumstances to just remind people that he is a decent driver and it's also a big opportunity for him I know this is the end of the season of course and you know next season is still some time away but to even have a small opportunity to build just a little bit of momentum for himself without Lewis in the other car because when Hamilton is your teammate you essentially have no oxygen you're really up against it to try and build any kind of inertia for yourself and this is a perfect opportunity for him to do that and I think he really has to not only for for his standing inside the team if you like but probably for a bit of his own self-confidence after the couple of seasons he's had. We're speaking with Formula One expert Michael Laminato. Michael the other big news of the week concerned another Michael or a Mick as he's referred to there's another Schumacher back in the pits next year he's joined the Formula One grid with Haas, of course, is a seven-time world champion son of Michael. His name's Mick Schumacher. I tell you what, he is a chip off the old block, isn't he? He's a spitting image of his old man. Yeah, when his helmet's on and you can only see his eyes, you would be forgiven for thinking that Michael Schumacher was back in the car many years younger, mind you. It's a great story, of course, for, I think, not just Formula 1, a great sports story to have this sort of father-son combination. He's in the Ferrari junior program as well. That's why he's arrived at Haas, which is sort of a bit of a Ferrari uh, partnership team, if you like. And really pleasingly, I think, he's done all of the right things. He's won the Formula 3 championship He's on track to win the Formula 2 championship. Touch wood, he's still not got the deal done. He's got his last weekend this weekend. Uh, and he's oh, sort of odds on to, to seal that he's in the lead there, which is really good because there's a lot of pressure, obviously, on the name. And you got the sense, even when he hadn't clocked up those titles, that there was a bit of destiny involved. He was going to get to Formula 1 as long as he was sort of doing enough. He's done more than enough. He's done everything that can really be expected of him by winning these titles. So he'll arrive in Formula 1 very much earning that spot. He will be also be quite close to the back of the grid with the Haas team, which means there won't be too much pressure on him. All he'll kind of have to do is beat his teammate, put in a good showing. We know he's got really great sort of mental strength. He's got a very good head on his shoulders by all accounts. I mean, you'd have to being the, the son of uh, someone as iconic as Michael Schumacher. And then if he can acquit himself well there, he's very much on that conveyor, conveyor belt towards Ferrari, which would just be a, I mean, a sport dream, isn't it? Absolutely. We're nearly out of time, Michael, but speaking quickly, just of conveyor belts, Oscar Piastri is very much on that. Now, he's gone from F3 to F2 with Prema Racing, of course. Is it a fait accompli that this kid makes it? Are the raps on him so big that he's definitely going to get the opportunity? This is a great opportunity because Prema is the leading team. He'll essentially be taking Mick Schumacher's seat. So we know that he can win. We're up against some established guys in his own team who'll be trying to win as well. Mm. But he's very much on the right track. You can't fault him so far. A good season in F2, even winning the title, will put him in the frame. It is a little bit right 
place, right time in terms of getting into Formula One. He needs there to be a seat available. But so far, he's done all the right things and he's got the best opportunity to make it. Only a couple of races to go in the season, Michael. Looking forward to them. And then, of course, the discussion starts about the Australian Grand Prix in March. How quickly it rolls around (laughs) again. And hopefully that gets off the ground and uh, in a traditional format as well. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. No problem, mate. Thank you. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.